Welcome to the top three podcasts for entrepreneurs, your place to get the very best tips, tricks, and tactics from today's most successful entrepreneurs. Here's your host, Stephanie Burns, founder of Chic CEO. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the top three podcast for entrepreneurs. And I'm Stephanie Burns, the founder of Chic CEO. And today I have with me April Perry. April is a devoted wife and mother and is the co-director of Power of Moms, an online resource where mothers can come together to support one another on their journey of motherhood. She's the co-author of Deliberate Motherhood and Motherhood Realized and is the creator of Mind Organization for Moms, an online get-it-done-based program where she helps mothers organize their time and life. And she's here today to share her top three tips for working moms. Hi, April. How are you? Hi. Great, Stephanie. Thanks for having me on. Great. I'm so happy to have you today. I gave everybody a little bit of background uh, on you, but can you get us up to speed on how you got started, um, your the beginning of your journey all the way up until creating Power of Moms? Yeah. Well, the really quick overview is that I was kind of thrown into motherhood not knowing quite what to expect. I thought it was going to be really easy and it turned out to be really challenging, especially when it came to accomplishing tasks and trying to move forward and progress and be organized because I was really organized before I had kids and I loved being able to check things off my lists and be able to go to bed feeling productive. And when you have children, you kind of have to change how you are productive. All of a sudden, the children don't cooperate the same way that you, you know, your friends did when you were, you know, just starting out. So I got together with some friends and my partner Sarah and I started Power of Moms. Our husbands have been totally supportive and our kids have been totally supportive. And we started this little website just to be a place to inspire moms, bring them together and help them in this journey of motherhood. And as we progressed through that, we realized that a lot of moms were having the same problems we were having as far as getting things done on our task list and trying to get projects done. And so we created this wonderful program called Mind Organization for Moms, which is based on David Allen's book, Getting Things Done. It's a bestseller for a corporate audience. So I kind of redid it for moms and it has just taken off about, about seven to 8,000 moms participating in the wow. program. About 35, 40,000 moms in our community right now because we offer a lot of other different programs and things like that and our podcast Power of Moms Radio and started publishing books and just kind of started growing it bit by bit but all while keeping our family as our top priority. We didn't want to give up our families to build a website about motherhood because mm -hmm. that's a little odd. Yeah. So we've just tried to do this as as well as we can to help this website be something that not only strengthens us as women and as mothers but can help strengthen other moms around the world as well. That's great. And so that is a little bit of your professional journey. Give us a, a surprising secret about you to help us get to know April a little better. Okay, well, when I was nine years old, rollerblading was starting to become kind of cool. They just invented rollerblades, and I had this passion for it. I couldn't wait to get my first pair. So my mom bought me a pair for my birthday in fourth grade, and Ever since then, I've just loved it, and I kind of took some time off. You know, I was pregnant, <laughs> things like that, I had little babies. It wasn't really practical. But now I rollerblade about three days a week. I just love it. It's when I listen to podcasts. 
<laughs> That's so great. And uh, do you have the whole, the full get up? Do you have the pads and the knee pads and the elbow pads and everything? Oh, you know what? I do need to order those. I do wear my helmet and I'm really cautious, but we live in kind of a hilly area. And so I just love going up and down the hills. It's so fun. So yes, my husband has asked me to please go get the wrist guards and all that stuff. Well, and <laughs> I'm you, cautious. I haven't fallen yet. And you kind of have to, right? If you want your kids to, you have to as well, right? Totally. Absolutely. <laughs> That's funny. So we always like to ask our guests for a success quote, something that helps drive their business, drive their day. What quote do you tend to live by? Well, the one that comes to my mind first says that no other success can compensate for failure in the home. This is from a man named David O. McKay. And I think of that all the time because especially in an online world and when you're excited and you're an entrepreneur, there's so many things that can give you a payoff as far as, you know, financially or just sending an email or getting you know, a project done or pu publishing an ebook or something like that. I mean, all of the work that I do is exciting and you kind of get, you know, this little lift whenever you can accomplish a project. But I've just really tried to think about that quote all the time and be it, remember to put my children and my husband first and not sacrifice our relationships so I can try to be successful to thousands of people who don't even know me, you know? Yeah, definitely. I've never heard that quote before, but that, that makes a lot of sense. And I've, I know a lot of people, one in particular, who's had uh, amazing success in business and um, his family life is in shambles. So, yeah, and on the end of at the end of it all, I mean, what really matters? Right. You, know? <laughs> you just think about it. You don't want to be lonely on your years with lots of money. Right. You want to be able to be successful and productive, obviously, but you want to have a strong marriage and kids who love you. Yeah. And so that's what I'm working for first and foremost, and then all the power mom stuff kind of comes along with it. Oh, I love that. I love that. Okay, so we're going to get into your top three tips for working moms and that just sounds kind of generic. So it's really about your top three tips for staying organized as a working mom. Yes. Yeah. Okay. While making your family your top priority, because right. I think there's lots of different ideas out there on how to stay organized and how to be totally on top of things. But a lot of times it seems like it comes at the expense of your family. So I just thought I could share some things that have really helped me to be able to succeed, but also be able to have you know great relationships with your kids at the same time. Very good. So your first tip is create a really small currents project list divided into me, my family, and work. So explain Yes. That. Okay. So a lot of times when you ask somebody, okay, well, what projects are you working on right now? Either they say 15 different things or they say, I have no focus. I have no idea, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, that just seems pretty common. And so one of the things I learned from David Allen's book, Getting Things Done, was that you want to have one list that's called your current projects list. And this is a list you're going to check in with it once a week as you're planning out your week and kind of organizing what you're going to be doing and identify, well, what are the projects that I'm working on? Because too often we say, oh, I want to totally organize my house and I want to learn photography and I want to learn to play the guitar and I'm going to publish an ebook and do a podcast and you know and you start listing all the stuff you're doing and it just is too much and so instead you have a lot of things that are part of your you know routines and responsibilities but as far as what you're specifically moving forward on it's a current project list so I usually have maximum six to eight projects that are on that list and they're really really specific as far as what I want to accomplish that month generally I switch up my current projects list every month can update it and I write down projects in so projects for me, this would include something like, you know, learning five recipes that are really healthy that I'm excited to eat, okay, or learning photography, something like that, that I'm just excited about, 
I want to personally do it. I'm going to feel like a stronger person by the time I finish. Mm-hmm. Projects for your family. So like right now, one of mine is get the whole house decluttered. We've got about 70% done, but I still have a few cupboards and closets and things like that my kids and I are working on. And so that's a family project, you know, every day or every other day we take a cupboard or take a section of the garage or something like that and we're decluttering. So that's kind of a family project or it could even be things like, you know, plan my son's seventh birthday party, which is coming up next month. So that'd be a family project. And then for work, or I use that also if you volunteer or having anything that's outside the home, what are those specific projects? You know, like for me right now, I'm uh, getting Power of Moms Radio, the fall schedule lined up. Um, I'm publishing a new e-course on Power of Moms. <laughs> so there's things like that that you just have. What are my specific projects? And when you can keep those really, really small, then when I sit down to do my work or when I spend time with my kids or when I have time to myself, I have a focused list of projects I'm actually working on right now. Okay. And how has that helped you uh, in in your business in your life? I mean, how has this made an impact for you? Oh, it's been huge. Well, first of all, when an opportunity comes, which they always do, whether it's something a friend invites you, hey, you want to, you know, go run a 10K with me? Or um, somebody comes and says, oh, hey, would you want to co-partner with and put together a blog conference or something like that? You know, you get opportunities all the time people will bring to you. And it helps to be able to look at your current projects list and see exactly what's on your plate already Mm -hmm. because one of those is going to have to be displaced, right, if you're going to bring something new. So I think it helps you really see, okay, here's what I have on my plate right now. It helps you be able to evaluate those opportunities and it just helps me focus because there are so many moms I talk to who have, who are brilliant, they're talented, they have great intentions, they want to get a lot of stuff done. But when they sit down to actually work at their desk, they end up just going to Facebook or something because they don't know where to start. Mm. You know, you just feel like, oh, I just, there's too much. The projects are too big. There's too much to do. I don't know where to focus. And so it helps me that when I sit down at my desk, I just don't waste time like ever (laughs) because I think, okay, I've got this project and this project and let's go get it done. And it makes me really excited and gets me motivated to accomplish my tasks. Which as a mom, you can't afford to do anything but get no. to work. <laughs> but how many of us don't, right? Oh, yeah. we, it's just, it was wasting time. It's not that anyone is sitting down thinking, I'm going to sit down and waste time. It's like a subconscious procrastination mm-hmm. that people just feel overwhelmed. And so this current project list is step one to not feeling overwhelmed. <laughs> so I can actually be productive. And at the end of the day, when I go to bed, I feel like, wow, I actually got a lot accomplished today and had a great time with my family. Yeah. Great way to fall asleep at night. Absolutely. So your second tip is to use a context-based list that only has next actions on it. And what do you mean by that? Okay, so I used to make lists that would have tasks and projects mixed together, first of all. Oh, okay. So on my list, I might write something like um, plan Spencer's birthday party. Okay, but that's not something you can just sit down and do in 20 minutes. That's a whole project, right? If you have to figure out the invitations, what's the date going to be? Have I talked to my husband about it? Do I even know what Spencer wants for his birthday party, right? There's all these little things that go into it. Mm. Or things like I would write down, oh, get Power of Moms Radio up and running. Well, like you can't sit down and do that, 
right. like in 10 minutes. You need to have a next action identified. So as far as identifying next action, like for my son's birthday party, it might be something like talk to my husband and find out which Saturday is the best time for the birthday party. Okay, so that's a task. That's really specific. Something like Power Moms Radio, I actually need to go into Schedule Once and put together my autoresponders. Okay, I can do that in 20 minutes. That's a very simple task. And so when you have a next action on your list, then your your mind doesn't go numb to it. You can actually start moving forward on it because it's very specific. It doesn't look hard. And if I put too many projects on my list or actions that really weren't that specific or things I have to do that have an intermediate task, you know, between this and that, Mm. then I just, I don't do it. And so when you have your next actions really, really specific, totally boiled down, that prevents you from writing things from on the same list next week. You know, a lot of people, you start your next week's task list and you write the same things that you didn't do this week. And so instead I have next actions totally identified and a context-based list is something I had never thought of before. And as soon as I started doing it, I was amazed at how much it changed my life. I grew up using Franklin Covey planners. I still use them. I love them. But you organize tasks by one to three. That's just the standard way. Have you heard of that way before, right? You just, uh, yeah. Okay. You just put in a bunch of tasks and you'll say, okay, here are my A tasks. Here are my B tasks. Right. That type. Well, instead, you write, here are tasks I'm going to do when I'm at home around the house. Here are tasks I'm going to do when I'm at my computer. Here's tasks I'm going to do when I'm running errands. Here's tasks that are kind of a discussion or agenda item. So everything I want to talk to my husband about is in one section of my task list. You know, and you have it totally organized. And here's all my phone calls in one section. Wow. So having it context-based, then when I sit down at my computer, I only look at my computer list. I'm not looking at my errands list because I'm not running errands right now. Or when my kids get home from school and we're all hanging out in the kitchen, we're making dinner, I look only at my home task, which might be things like um, sit down with the kids at the table and write thank you notes together, you know, or something like that. And so by having it context-based, it gives me a really, really focused list that's not only focused as to where I am at the time, but it's focused in the fact that it's next actions that are on that list. So you see how simple it is then to just sit down and do your next action. You're not just waiting through lists and rewriting and feeling stressed out. And, you know, two things on that. First, by not doing that, which I'm I'm terrible at, that is what leads people to just blank out and go on Facebook. <laughs> totally. Because <laughs> their exactly. brain literally can't handle it. No, you can't. So you're trying to make it easy on your brain. That's right. the whole point. <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay. And second thing, do you use an app or a program or do you just write it down on paper, these mm-hmm. lists? So I am, I've been a paper person since I was 13. Seriously, I've had a planner on paper since I was 13 years old. So what, 23 years? However, I am starting to switch to digital lists just because they make more sense. They're really easy. And Evernote is my absolute favorite. Mm-hmm. There's tons of apps out there. If you search the app store and look for something that has GTD in it for getting things done, oh. there's tons of apps out there that are totally organized and set up for context-based lists. Some people use a app called Todo, T-O-D-O, mm-hmm. um, Cozy.com. You can set that one up. I just, I've started using Evernote for most of my lists, and then I just have a little... Um, compass card is what it's called or a little bookmark that's in my planner that has a s- column of uh, paper inside and I keep my lists on paper but you can totally do it digital however yeah. you prefer I am a huge fan of Evernote I use it for myself I use it for my team um, I, w- I used to use Wonderlist a lot which was okay. a great 
uh, list and then you can share a list with someone else so if they do a task then they can mark it off and you're notified which is awesome that's great and then recently I heard about workflowy which is a it's a really simple beautiful elegant way to create lists it's an, a, a web-based app too that I really like but then I get overwhelmed with those too Okay, <laughs> but I'm gonna start. Try the, it out. I'm gonna start the contextual based list. I think that's I think that's brilliant. I don't know why I've never thought yeah, of that. Yeah, I know. Same here. I thought as soon as they did it, I can, why have I not done this why my whole life? It would have totally this. saved my stress. <laughs> well, I love that. Okay, so your third tip is work in a very focused way on your next actions list, and then give your family 100% of your attention when you're with them. Yes, and this is my favorite part because what used to happen is I would be downstairs helping my kids do their homework. I have four children, so I've got two girls, two boys. I'd be downstairs and they're asking me questions or my son wants to go out in the backyard and play with soccer with a soccer ball or my daughter says, oh, hey, mom, can you paint my nails? Or, you know, the kids are asking me to do things with them. And I used to be so stressed out when they would ask me questions because in the back of my mind, I felt like I had this little internal dialogue running like, oh, I've got to go send this email back or I wonder what that person's going to say about this question I asked him. You know what I mean? I'm just kind of going around in my head about all the stuff that I need to be doing, kind of like waiting, oh, I, I want to hurry and tuck the kids in bed so I can go get all my work done. And I didn't like that feeling. I didn't like never feeling like I could turn off. And it made me really grumpy. I was, you know, snap at my kids or snap at my husband. And I just, I didn't like that feeling. So now that I have a really specific current projects list, I have context-based next actions, I work like crazy while they're at school. All my kids are in school now. So I am working really diligently during the day, getting my things done that need to be accomplished. And then when my kids come home, I shut my computer, I turn off my phone, I go downstairs, we have a smoothie together every day after school, I want to hear how their day was, I have a daughter in high school now, we talk about the friends at school, who she ate lunch with, and I'm able to be 100% present with them. And then when the kids go to bed, I'm able to be 100% present with my husband and be able to talk with him and just enjoy being with him and not feel like I'm always multitasking and who's, you know, trying to play the martyr and say, how come I'm the only one doing everything around here or whatever it is. You know, I feel like it's really helped me to give them my full attention. And I think that's just, that makes my work time more enjoyable. I know I'm investing in my kids. And I feel like it makes my time with my children better because they know that I'm really listening to them. Mm -hmm. That's a that's a great point, and you don't because I think a lot of working mothers and I I don't have children, so this is sheer speculation. But I do, <laughs> I do have a puppy, and some you know she's not a she's not really a puppy. She's three, but when I leave her, I feel bad. So does this help you to erase some of that guilt? Oh, that totally. some working mothers feel. <laughs> well, and I think that you have to really evaluate the guilt. I mean, sometimes my guilt would come from the fact that I really wasn't putting my children where they should have been on my priority list. You know, if my priorities are out of whack, yeah, I'm going to feel guilt. But if you're working to support your family and you're doing your jobs you know, the, the best that you've decided you can do and the best job that you have and you're really working hard to do it, when you know that as soon as you're able to be with your children, you're going to turn 
100% of your attention to them, then yeah, you don't have to feel guilty because you can't feel guilty for helping provide the means for your children to have food and clothing and a house and things like that. I mean, yeah, if you're deciding, I just want a career that gets me away from the kids because I hate them, well, then yeah, you're probably going to feel guilty <laughs> for a good reason, right? I mean, you want to be a really deliberate mom. That's what power of moms is all about, being deliberate mothers. And so I think that the mommy guilt, you first just have to assess where it's coming from. But if it's just coming from the fact that I just have a lot to do, yes, this is totally going to get rid of that because now you know that what you're doing when you're doing it and you know what you're not doing when you're not doing it. And you're, you're doing it because you've decided this is the way I'm going to spend my day to day. Kind of you get to be the architect of your own life. You're not just letting life come at you. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. These are great tips. These are great tips even if you don't have kids. Yeah, good. I'm glad. Because <laughs> I know so many of my friends feel neglected. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's that balance, right? I mean, you think about very, I feel like very few voices as far as when I go to a conference or when I go to something that's talking about how to improve my business, there are very few voices that are saying, you know what, give yourself a break and go have a good time with your friends or, or go on a date or go, you know, hang out with your spouse or go have a tickle fight with your kids. Like no one's saying that. They're all saying, and then you need to do this and then you need to do that. <laughs> Here's how you get everything done. So you end up feeling like you have this list that's a million miles long, but you're not able to really get done what you need to do. And so I think when you're able to just focus and say, okay, how many hours a week am I going to invest in my career and in you know whatever projects I'm working on? And then what time do I need each day in order to feel balanced, feel like, yes, I have time to, you know, to play with your cute dog or to go out with your friends and be able to like live your life, you know, because being a business owner, yeah, it can take up every waking moment. <laughs> it's like it overwhelming. Does. It does. And so it much. does. Yeah. And so I think it's just making that decision. Like, I mean, this past summer, my husband and I both work from home. And so we were able to work on the road. We took five weeks of vacation. We drove our kids around the whole country from California to Boston. We went and toured all these different sites for our church and for the just U.S. history. It was amazing. And we were able, you know, to really put a lot of time into them. And yeah, we didn't get a ton done on our business, but we kept everything going, you know, <laughs> that throughout the summer. And it just was amazing to come back and think, we just had an awesome summer traveling with our kids. And how fun is that? And yeah, there's a lot of work that still needs to be done. But but we're living our life. And we got all these photos of, you know, everything <laughs> across right. the country. That was just really exciting. And I think that it makes me feel more energetic towards my business when I know that the business isn't the purpose of my life. It's a purpose in my life, but it's not the purpose, that there's there's more to it. And those those relationships just mean so much. I mean, right now, just so another little personal thing is that um, my mom has Alzheimer's. She's almost 80, and she is in the last stages. So for like the past three years, we've been taking care of her and watching her, you know, kind of decline. And now she's full-time in bed, and I just go once a week and take all my kids, and we take care of her for the night, and I feed her, and I, you know, help get her linens clean and tuck her in bed and just spend time with her for a few hours every week. And, you know, that's that's something that doesn't really fit in with a business plan. Yeah. It's because I'm investing time being with her and because I'm investing a lot of time with my kids, you know, I don't work as many hours a week as I think my business maybe needs or could, you know, mm. but I feel like I'm moving at a pace that still is growing and reaching thousands and thousands of moms and I can do better if I'm, you know, living the life I'm teaching 
than if I'm just trying to, you know, get a whole bunch of leads or sales, you know, a certain day. Exactly right. That's, I mean, life happens right in the middle of your business and we have no choice but to respond. That's, that's a great point. So I love these tips. Thank you so much. These are awesome. And I want, we always ask for a book recommendation from our, um, our guests to help our entrepreneurs uh, get more knowledge and make an impact in their business. And what book do you recommend to our entrepreneurs? Yeah. So do you mind if I have a couple? No. I just had somebody give four. Yeah. That's great. Love reading. And there are just, uh, there's just so many books that have changed my life. I mean, obviously getting things done is a book that's totally changed my life. I built this whole program around it. So I love it. Um, I read the book Mindset by Carol Dweck this summer, Mm -hmm. which was awesome. Totally helpful. And I think anyone who is interested in better understanding people and better understanding yourself would want to read that. Um, also, I just read The Essentialist by Greg McEwen. Yes, I just read awesome. that too. Did you love it? Yes, I did. I so did. good. I'm getting so good at saying no. I can't even tell you. Uh-huh. <laughs> so great. Um, and then just, I mean, as far as an ebook that I just put together for anyone who kind of likes these ideas of how I'm taking GTD and applying it to motherhood and, and not even necessarily someone who's a mom, but just someone who wants to kind of put it into a really tangible view. I have a book called Master the Whirlwind. If you just go to powerofmoms.com slash whirlwind, you can just get it right there. We have an audio format and a little video e-course. I can kind of walk you through exactly how to set up your lists and how to be able to get things done while still having your family be your top priority. Wow, that's great. Very cool. So I, I have not read Getting Things Done, but I will now. Okay, yes. <laughs> read my uh, book first. It'll be a good starter. Okay. And then you'll want to go into the whole book for sure. Okay, good. Okay, good. Absolutely. Um, and then for the way that we like to wrap up our podcast is with asking our guests to give us give our entrepreneurs a challenge, something that they know will make a difference in their business today. So what is your challenge for our entrepreneurs? Yeah, I think it would just be to specifically apply what we just talked about. Get out a sheet of paper or an Evernote note, start a new one, write down what your current projects are, identify them, make sure you don't have more than eight because if you have too many, it's going to feel overwhelming. Make that current projects list and then go through each project and identify your next action. What's the next specific visible activity that will move your project toward completion and make it so specific that it can fit on a context-based list. Like, okay, this is a phone call. This is an agenda item. This is something I need to do on the computer. Just try making that list and you're going to see that all of a sudden you feel like you can breathe again. You're going to feel a little happier. You're going to be more productive and you're going to think, okay, I can actually do this. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Good. Well, I look forward to having uh, or seeing what our community comes back with with that challenge. Yes, I want to see it. It'd be awesome. <laughs> Very good. Well, thank you so much for your time, April. It was so nice chatting with you. Thank you for these tips. They were brilliant. Oh, um, I'm going to put them into practice, and then I'll be ready for kids. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we hope to have you on again soon. Thanks, Ebony. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Top 3 Podcast. If you're looking to start a business, come on over to chic-ceo.com to get all of the information you need to get moving. If you're looking to grow your existing business, you aren't quite ready for a business coach, but you know you need some higher level business strategy, the Chic Elite program is a perfect fit. So head on over to chic-ceo.com to check out all the resources and for the show notes to today's episode.